This is an AMI podcast. In late April of 2018, AMI was invited to join a group of journalists to observe Access Israel's sixth annual international conference on innovation and the future of accessibility. As a result, throughout the month of June in this time slot, AMI-audio was pleased to present four half-hour programs which reveal some of the highlights of the conference and related activities. You'll hear from people behind social startups that have resulted in improving accessibility through technology, in creating meaningful employment, and in improving the lives of war veterans. My name is Andy Frank, and this is Access Israel, making the business case for accessibility and inclusion. Our second episode is titled Social Startup Nation. We'll present some tech startups that we came across while attending the conference and at a special pre-conference gathering which featured a tech speed dating event. However, first, allow me to introduce you to the force behind Access Israel. No, not the founder Yuval Wagner, who of course is a charismatic and accomplished leader, but to the person that has shaped what Access Israel has become in recent years, she is Michal Rimon, and she calls herself simply an advocate. She talks about Access Israel's origins. We started with one project called uh, Knowing in Advance, which is a website enabling people with disabilities who are fed up with being disappointed to receive information about places before they come there. Um, and that basically is the project that started it all, because once we went out to gather information, people started asking, what is accessibility? 30 years ago, people, 19 years ago, people did not know what accessibility is. So we started awareness campaigns. We started lectures. We started activities in schools because, you know, the children are our future. We have to create a generation that knows. Um, uh, we understood that our, there are problems with legislation when we were at, you know, we saw what's going on. So we started establishing more and more um, uh, promoting uh, uh, legislation. We understood that uh, those who came and said, okay, you convinced them. You convinced us. What can we do now? So we started teaching and training people and companies on how to become accessible. Um, giving a model, we have a model for an accessible organization. And um, we really did everything in our power to make accessibility, first of all, trendy, not to come from a position of begging for it, but rather uh, making uh, business in, uh, businesses understand that accessibility and accessible business is a more profitable one. In Israel, 18% of the population are people with disabilities. 11% more are people who are elderly. All are customers of accessibility. And we're talking about 40% of the population, and they come with families and with friends. And once we came with those numbers, once we came with that model, two businesses, more and more businesses started to become more accessible even before regulations required it. And this is what we have been doing in the last 19 years. Um, uh, we uh, went to the UN uh, about two and a half years ago, and we were accepted as a special advisor uh, to ECOSOC. Um, um, in the last two, three years, we have uh, several of our, uh, our projects have won um, uh, global recognition and global uh, uh, prizes. Uh, the training that we do for municipalities won the best practice by UNDESA 2008 and 16 in uh, Habitat 3. Um, we have a project of paying it forward in sign language, creating a trend and teaching people basic sign language, even if you don't have anything to do with the deaf community. 
University, uh, our educational program uh, won awards, our training that we do in general for accessible service. This is all, you know, award is not something that I'm looking for, but it makes it, it makes it, uh, um, uh, makes people understand that it's something that is recognized, something that, that once you see that people do it, enjoy it, it works, it has results. I think you can tell right there what I mean by force. And believe me, Michelle Rimon is relentless in pursuing her mission. She talks about the trappings of the 6th Annual Access Israel Conference that was winding down as we spoke, an event that was as slick as any other conference you'd ever attend and that drew over a 1,000 people from around the world. Israel, remember, is just the size of Quebec, 8.5 million people, and is not the easiest place to reach. She tells us why putting on a show is important to the cause of spreading awareness about accessibility and inclusion. Businesses cannot ignore. Come and speak the language. You saw in our conference, others might say, this in a conference of an NGO, why do you have to have such, uh, you know, signs and lights and style? And Why? Because this is who I'm competing against. I'm not competing against NGOs who are um, in a position of, you know, asking for a favor. I'm uh, competing with businesses that want the attention of those CEOs, of, of those service providers. And I'm trying to stand there and say, hey, look at me. I'm just as good as them. And I can provide you with ways to be good and to gain profit from it too. And once you come from that position, from talking the same level as the businesses, from talking their language, from really making a change that doesn't have to be about legislation. I can tell you a secret. Yuval was at first against legislation. He said, why do we need legislation? Let's convince the people to do it. And he started doing it and it worked. And that, that's way before I came. So I'm not taking any credit for that. That's all Yuval and his friends. And the idea that is, it, it depends how you come to places. It depends what position you are and what you're requesting. And I think that once you understand that and you're in a position to really ask, really come, really, really say, this is what needs to be done. I can help you to do it. We'll be more than happy to provide tools to do it. That was Michal Rimon of Access Israel speaking to us from their sixth annual convention in Tel Aviv. We'll hear more from Michal in our last episode, which centers on advocacy. This time, however, we want to introduce you to some of the technology we discovered at Access Israel. Dana Mann of Aline Pediatric Rehabilitation Hospital in Jerusalem puts Israel's unique relationship with innovation in perspective. I think Israelis are problem solvers. So we established this uh, country with really the odds not on our side. And we were able to overcome them with using technology, but using innovative thinking and creative thinking. It's a country with a low budget at the end of the day. So you have to think creatively and lower cost and really maximize the use of resources. Another element that's true about Israeli society, um, it's probably true at Aline Hospital as well, is this um, hierarchy is uh, a little bit flatter and a little bit more open. Israelis like to voice their opinion. Every, so I've heard. <laughs> yes, everywhere. And that is very challenging. As a manager, I, can, I feel that challenge daily. But you get to hear other people's opinions. And as annoying as it can be and as, as challenging as it can be, it's very, very stimulating. Even in the military, which is the most structured environment, a soldier knows that he or she can speak up to their commander in the right way, at the right time, not at every moment. But there's this culture of, while it's, Israelis don't always like to listen, they do. 
and the opinions that are voiced get heard. And so there's a more diversity of ideas coming just expressed and therefore informed as well. There are many other reasons. There's actually a great book called The Startup Nation that analyzes the different components of what they, they coined the term the secret sauce of why Israel became this, uh, this innovation hub. Um, and I, found, I find a lot of parallels between the startup nation as a whole in Israeli society and what I see in the innovation, the assistive technology field here in Israel, which is really fast growing. On to the speed dating we go. Well, tech speed dating, that is. At a hotel in Ranana, Israel, the event showcased 16 ideas at various levels of implementation and availability, and my colleague Elena and I were invited to date eight of them. We'll play you the pitches we thought were most relevant to you. We begin with Idan Mayir, the co-founder and CEO of a product called Right Here, spelled right H. E-A-R. Right Here is an advanced accessibility solution that allows people who are blind or visually impaired to acquire better orientation in mostly indoor public spaces. Idan is a past guest on Kelly & Company on AMI-audio, so he may be familiar to some of you. He explained to me what Right Here is all about. What we developed uh, at Right Here is a system that finally allows people who are blind or visually impaired to access independently to public spaces, mostly indoors, by themselves, and get to go independently, know where they are, know what is there, know what's around them, whether if it's a museum, hospital, shopping mall, airport, or a hotel like we are now. The way we do that is uh, as with the system, as I said, that we developed. Uh, it has three main components. One is a mobile app. It's a free app, Android and iPhone. Support eight different languages. Uh, these are the sensors that we install in the venue. So describe the sensor for someone who can't see it. Yeah, so the sensors are in the size of a matchbox. It's basically a sticker that you pull off the, you know, the paper behind and uh, hang it on the wall or on the ceiling. Once you do that, this sensor is a Bluetooth sensor, and our users go nearby with the app open. They will be able to hear all the information that's uh, stored in this specific sensor. So, for example, in this hotel, you might be able to hear you are in the main entrance to Prima Hotel. Additional information about this hotel. So, for example, in this hotel, there are, I don't know, 20 floors, spa, and whatever is here. And what's truly unique is that no matter where you point with your smartphone, 360 degrees around you, like look with your smartphone, the app will let you know what is there and what distance. So, for example, if you point that direction, it might say the reception just in front of you. Or in that direction, the restroom just in 30 feet away. Gentlemen on the right, ladies on the left. That's basically it. Uh, we're currently, we've been mostly active in the past two years here in Israel. Uh, and happily, we now have about 400 venues that work with us. Among them, you can find in every sector. Hotels, shopping malls, as I mentioned, hospitals. Our recent project actually was with McDonald's, McDonald's Israel. So all of McDonald's uh, branches in Israel are now accessible for the blind and visually impaired with this little smart innovative ramp. And, and, our, and our most effort now is expanding our activity to English-speaking markets. Uh, the U.S., of course, and Canada is obviously on our radar. And if any one of the listeners or viewers here, um, whether if you're blind or visually impaired or whether you just believe in this vision of having an, you know, 
equal opportunity and an inclu inclusive experience for everyone in public spaces. I'll be really happy if you can contact us and see how we can, how we can work together to have the venues in your neighborhood more accessible with the system. That's Idan Mayir of Right Here. For more information on Right Here, go to their website, righthear.com, righthere.com. They list an impressive list of clients and partners and are on the verge of coming to Canada. Next on our tech speed dating adventure from Access Israel's 2018 convention, we meet Al Zilberman of Project Ray, which aims to make smartphones even smarter for people who are blind and low vision. He explains the concept to us. What we do is uh, create a smartphone that is accessible for the visually impaired. As you know, smartphones are a uh, very important technology in our day-to-day -day life. We all use them for various uh, functions. And if you think of it, the visually impaired can even use it more than, what, than we do. For example, navigation. If a visually impaired individual will be able to access the navigation on smartphones, it can really uh, uh, support his day-to-day uh, -day life in a way that we can't even think of. The problem with smartphones for the visually impaired is that they're touchscreen based. And the visually impaired find it very, very difficult to, uh, to access smartphones that are uh, touchscreen based. So uh, we offer uh, two solutions, two main solutions, both based on the app uh, that is downloadable from any app store to any smartphone. Okay, it's not uh, for a specific smartphone. It can uh, be uh, downloaded on any uh, smartphone. And the idea behind the app is that uh, it's a special menu that where, wherever you touch on the screen will become the center of the screen and the center of the menu. So for example, if I touch here, just on the bottom of the screen, it will still be the center of the menu, and no matter where I touch, I know that my phone will be, my, uh, my call log, I mean, will be just uh, push up away, okay? No matter where I was on the screen, uh, where I put my finger uh, at the beginning. How does this improve things, for example, then, rather than using verbal commands? Okay, so what we find is that the verbal commands are, first of all, very frustrating, for the, for the visually impaired, Vo voice commands are not as easy to use as the touchscreen touch screen, uh, basis. The second thing is you can't use those commands in every, in, in every place you are. So, for example, if you are on a crowded bus, to try to use your smartphone using vocal commands is very frustrating. The second option, the sep second option we offer is uh, these uh, tactile uh, stickers that can be purchased and uh, connected via Bluetooth to any uh, smartphone, okay? So it's just stickers. By yourself, you can just connect it uh, to any phone. And using Bluetooth, these four buttons now can be used to navigate on, the, on this menu screen. Where are you at in terms of rollout and distribution? Okay, so in Israel, we're right now uh, connected to all major mobile carriers that offer this solution free of charge to all its visually impaired subscribers. Uh, in addition to the fact that you can, anyone can download the app from the App Store uh, anywhere in the world, we are currently working with mobile carriers in the United States to do the same kind of uh, collaboration uh, as we have in Israel also in the United States. So we are based now in Hartford, Connecticut, and working from there to kind of spread, uh, spread the word out to, uh, to the U.S. as well. That was A.L. Zilberman of Project Ray, which aims to make smartphones even smarter for people who are blind or low vision. 
He explains the concept to us at an event in Ra'anana, Israel. I urge you to check out their website, which has an English version for more information. It's project-ray.com. You're listening to Access Israel, making the business case for accessibility and inclusion. My name is Andy Frank. On this, the second of four half-hour specials, we focus on tech startups that we came across while attending the sixth annual Access Israel Conference in Tel Aviv and related activities. We'll present some of the innovations that left a lasting impression on us, and that might be of relevance to you. Going to live theater can be challenging for people with various disabilities, and in the case of not being able to clearly see the action on the stage, it can be especially frustrating. Live description of theater is sporadically available, of course, depending on having live describers like Vocal Eye in Vancouver, for example, in-house to provide the service. But one outfit we came across has integrated technology, an app, and your smartphone to make live description of theater a daily occurrence. Yonad Berlin of Gala Prompter describes Gala Pro, which is now largely available on Broadway. We started the company three years ago. We're an Israeli startup. We have 11 employees. And our product is an app that provides accessibility and translation for theater, live shows, cinema, um, anything where people would need accessibility services um, to sync with the show and be automatically produced every single performance. What does that mean? Um, for people who are hard of hearing, we have closed captions. For people who are low vision or blind, we have um, audio description. And we also provide translations to other languages via either subtitles or dubbing. So the way all of our services work together basically is we install a computer inside the theater and we use that to run voice recognition technology which we've developed um, and then we take all of the content that we've prepared ahead of time, if it's captions, if it's audio description or subtitles and we use that to provide everything directly to the user's mobile device real time. So if you're using audio description, you'll use your own phone, you'll bring from home, you'll download the app from uh, the App Store or Google Play for free and then you will connect to the show that you're in and just connect your headset from home and you'll be able to use audio description that is synchronized with the show throughout the performance. The great value here is that usually if you want to use audio description, you have to come to a very specific performance where they've hired a professional audio describer. Once this service is available, audio description is available every single performance. Now this is, as we know very well at AMI, this is a very tricky science, this audio description. How do you manage that in an automated environment? This is like, it's incredible. Um, so, first of all, we do the content is still prepared by uh, professional audio describers, um, and it's also timed by audio describers. And usually what we do is we cut the content or we cut the audio into very small files so that it never loses sync. So even if one little file is maybe a little later or early, the next one will already come in place. And so that way we, we have a very small error margin. I can't say it's 100%. It's probably, you know, 98%, but it's still worth the ability of being able to come to every single performance and not only when there's an audio describer there. It really opens up the market for everyone to be able to come with their friends and family, to have the flexibility to come to whatever performance they want to come to and not wait for those special dates. Where is this available? Where is this app available and this service available right now in the world? So right now we're working in most of the Broadway theaters in New York, um, as well as other theaters across the U.S. Um, all of the shows are posted on our website and on the app, and we officially launched in January, so now we're in the process of adding more and more theaters, and hopefully um, we will get to Canada very soon also. So you started on Broadway. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually where people end up. 
they take their show first off Broadway and then they take it to Broadway. Because bringing phones in the theater was such a big move that we needed to have the leadership of the industry behind it because no one else really wanted to be the no one wanted to be the first but no one wants to be the second either right <laughs> someone someone wanted someone to test this out and uh, we were lucky enough to have the Schubert organization from Broadway they own about half of the theaters on Broadway work with us and we've been testing in their theater almost two years before we launched this product and together with their support we've managed to really bring the product to a stage where it's ready for users and ready for sale and so most of our testing has also been done in Broadway theaters and now if three years ago I was knocking on doors and everyone was telling me no way you're gonna get phones in the theater no one's asking that question anymore now it seems to people like a very reasonable decision and of course we've also designed the app in a way to make sure that it doesn't disturb anyone the phone must be on airplane mode it connects to our internal Wi-Fi which is close to the internet and we make sure that if you're using a text service uh, captions or subtitles the screen is completely dark with no backlight that was Jonat Berlin talking about Gala Pro, a product by Gala Prompter, for which Ms. Berlin acts as the CEO. It provides, among other things, audio description for live theater via an app that you use on your own smartphone. It's pretty brilliant, and the science behind syncing up live theater and recorded description is absolutely fascinating. And you heard Jonat say that they found ways to be about 98% in sync. So let's see what they do with improv one day. That ought to be fun. Next up, we have one of Access Israel's 2018 Simcha Lustig Award winners. The prize awards projects which contribute to the promotion of accessibility in Israel, the improvement of the quality of life, and the inclusion of people with disabilities into society. User accessibility offers a solution to the needs of people with disabilities to use websites that were not made accessible for everyone. Here is Tuvia Scheinfeld of User Accessibility. Our approach is if you go every website owner and ask them to make it accessible, you never end. And it's a long process and not every website has a lot of money to do it. It's expensive, it's a long procedure to do it. And our approach is to go not to the website owner, on just go to the end user, the people who need this. So you can our technology allow the allow the people with disability the freedom to go everywhere on the online and without barrier. It doesn't matter for us if the website himself accessible or not, because we develop an add-on or it's an add-on or an app. Every website, uh, our daily walk is to go to the website owner and the offer them to make the website accessible. And along the way, we discover that we can do a lot more of that. And there are a lot of problems that are common in all the websites. Tuvia demonstrated the add-on by going to a website of our choice. We went to BuzzFeed, a very busy and inaccessible site. He demonstrates what his add-on did to the site. The add-on is over here, and it's loaded here, and you can see the icon over here. And if I, it's just follow me in every website I go. So now I go to BuzzFeed, and here is the icon. It recognizes automatically the language, so now I can see the menu in my language or the website. If it doesn't, comfortable for me in, in English and I want it in Hebrew, I just can go and change the language for what I want. 
we allow the user to understand that from now the power is in his hand. Not the website owner, not everyone, and it just follows. So if you now use screen reader, switch tag, keyboard, and every other assistive technology, we can make it better because we scan the website on the fly, we make the adjustment you need. So to summarize, user accessibility's add-on or app makes inaccessible websites more accessible, putting the power in the hands of the users rather than of the web hosts. They were one of the winners of Access Israel's 2018 Simcha Lustig Award. Finally, last week we told you about a remarkable call center that for the past decade has employed hundreds of people, the majority with disabilities, and turned a profit doing so. Its name is called Yahal, and to hear the story, check out our podcast under AMI Live Access Israel. But now, we'll tell you about another award winner, Migdal Or. Migdal Or, which is a little like Israel's CNIB, is dedicated to advancing the lives of people who are blind or have low vision, and to enable them to become more independent. Here is Odette Bashan of Migdal Or to tell us about their unique call center. My name is Odette Bashan. I'm the CEO of Migdalor. It's part of the North Gold Association, and Migdalor is specialized on functional and vocational rehabilitation services from blind and visually impaired people in Israel. I understand that here at Access Israel you won an award. What was the award for? Uh, the award was the we open we what we know that it's the first assistive technology um, a call center for people that are blind or visually impaired, the first one in the world. And uh, the assistive technology is giving uh, support for the people um, about using the assistive technology and uh, being dependent and using all kinds of this technology. Can you give me an example of how this works for the, the call centers and why it is that what you were doing was so innovative? We, we was found that after, after we train people to use the technology, they still used to call us again and again and have a different question. So that's the reason that we opened this um, call center for assistive technology. And if someone has a problem with his jaws, with the Facebook, Google, someone has a problem with his cellular phone, and we know that the company that's giving support for the cellular phone they, they don't know how to give um, accessible support. So we have a professional, that this professional are people with blindness and visual impaired, and, get, and they give this support to the people they call. They can call any hour from, from their home, for the place that they are work, and give them a specific support of what they need. Now, have you begun to export this knowledge to other countries around the world? Two months ago, we was in a zero, pro the zero project conference, and we get also a word about this um, call center. And now we are looking for partners around the world to work with them, give them the relevant information how to open this kind of service all around the world. That was Odette Bashan of Migdal Or. And if you want to learn more about their award-winning helpline, Please go to their website, Migdal or M I G D A L O R dot org slash I L. Migdal or is a little like CNIB. 
active in Israel for over 60 years now. It provides a variety of services nationwide and is funded by various government-related organizations. Next time on Access Israel, making the business case for accessibility and inclusion, we'll examine the innovative ways where technology meets the body. We'll hear about how tech is helping to improve the lives of children, war veterans, and other people with disabilities, and in many cases, affordably. And we'll hear about accessibility in New York City. We'd like to thank the Embassy of Israel in Canada. We'd like to thank Access Israel. I'd like to personally thank Elena Falcone of AMI's marketing department for her all-around support and acknowledge the rest of the touring delegation from all around the world, including Cameroon, Angola, Uzbekistan, Switzerland, Germany, Mexico, Argentina, Vietnam, and Austria, with whom we had the pleasure to share some time and information. My name is Andy Frank. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.